You're listening to episode 45, eight lessons from Lin-Manuel Miranda that you can apply to your business. Welcome to the Social Scholars Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn, and I'm a social media consultant, personal branding strategist, and Elon Musk super fan. Each week, you're going to learn through quick tip episodes, guest expert trainings, and business owner interviews, the perspective, insight, and strategies you need to align your business goals with your marketing efforts and make social media work for you. So let's get to class. Hey there, welcome back to another summer break episode of the Social Scholars Podcast. Oh my gosh, today's topic I'm so excited to get into you with today. I should say nerd out with you on today because this is kind of a, a really nerdy topic, um, but so fun. So I'm excited to get into it. I'm going to be sharing eight lessons that I have picked up from Lin-Manuel Miranda based on mostly the creation of Hamilton and his experience creating this, that we as business owners, new business owners, aspiring business owners, um, can learn from and that I found to be um, inspiring for, for myself. So I'm hoping that something in here is also inspiring and motivating to you as you continue to do the work, to find the work that um, lights you up and to do it in a way that um, feels fun and aligned and helps you connect with the right people. So um, I'm, I'm pumped to get into it and I do have to tell you, I didn't see the play on stage. It wasn't until it came out on Disney Plus that I watched it over the 4th of July week. So I'm I'm very new to it. I listened to the soundtrack a little bit. I think for me it was hard to get into it without understanding, you know, everything that was without seeing it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I saw it and I am obsessed. And you're probably like, right, well, welcome to the rest of us, Sarah. We've all been obsessed with it for a while. Um and because of that, I almost didn't want to see it. I don't know if you ever do this, but it's like it was so hyped up. I was like, oh, well, gosh, I'm just going to be disappointed. It's going to be oh, Now it's overhyped. <laughs> so I'm not going to watch it. But I, I did, and I am so glad that I did. Immediately became obsessed. And I haven't watched it a second time yet. Oh, I'm sure that I will multiple times. But what I have done instead is dive into a deep, deep, dark hole of like cast interviews, behind the scene interviews, articles, um, videos of Lin-Manuel performing on Jimmy Fallon and at the White House and... um, listening to podcast interviews that he's he's done. I am like I'm deep deeply obsessed with that with everything Hamilton and then especially um Lin Manuel, he is a genius as we all already know. Um but so inspiring, so so inspiring. And through all of that, there's been um eight things and honestly there's probably more that I could have wrote, written down but there's eight things that hit me as lessons that we can apply um 
as business owners, as online business owners. And so I'm, I'm excited to share those today. Before I get into it though, I want to tell you, share with you something else that I'm really excited about. And that is that the second round of my Instabrand program, which is a 21 day personal brand transformation using Instagram, that is going to be launching at the end of July. If you're on the wait list, it's going to be opening for you with a special bonus gift on that Sunday, July 26th, um, and then the following Monday, or that that 27th, the Monday officially. Um, but if you're on the wait list, which is what I want to talk to you about, um, you're going to not only get first dibs, but you're also going to get a special, a special gift. So check out the website. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it and then um, we're going to get into the the podcast episode. But check out www. Make sure you put www in there. com forward slash waitlist. There'll be additional details about Instabrand and then an opportunity to get on the waitlist so that you're the first to know. And then I'm also going to be doing a really fun training the week before. Um from that's gonna that's gonna walk you through three strategies to move from feeling like a newbie on Instagram to feeling known and on your way to being known using three strategies that don't have anything to do with hashtags. So I'm really excited about that. That'll be really fun. Um, and when you join the waitlist or and or connect with me over on Instagram, you'll get to hear more of the details on that. But that training will be um, starting part one, starting July 20th. So I hope to see you over there. And I love I love Instabrand because I, I just launched it for the first time last November, November 2019. And it's 21 days, right? So I was like, is this, can I even share enough? Is it, is it going to be too rushed? Is it too much? Do people even do these things, right? Because you hear a lot of times like the three months or the six months or um, four months or two months or whatever type of coaching or program. And at the time it was really getting close to the holidays. And also sometimes I have commitment issues. I'm going to be honest. Um, and so I was like, I just don't feel like getting into something long-term right now. And so I was like, what would happen if I did 21 days? And the reason why I did 21 days is because the program is broken out into three parts and it ended out going over really well. Um, I had 12 founding member students and a lot of them had some major ahas. Some of them even ended up making pivots um, that now are, are better for their business. Um, learned a lot about showing up on Instagram um, and laying the foundation for showing up on Instagram so that when you do come on here, even if you're already showing up consistently, it still may not be effectively because you haven't laid the groundwork. And that's why the program is broken up into three parts because the first part is the design phase of your personal brand. And then week two is the building your brand leveraging Instagram as a tool because at the end of the day that is all each social media platform is is a piece of technology it is a tool to use and 
it can only be as good as the information, as the content that you're putting into it, right? And so you might feel like you're on the content hamster wheel and not getting a lot of traction, or maybe you've just been, you felt like, gosh, there's so much to even take advantage of and to do. It just seems kind of overwhelming. I haven't really even jumped in maybe as much as I would like to. Um, We're going to take it back to step one, design your personal brand, what you want to be known for, who you want to be known to, your key messages, so that when we move into week two, where we get into some of the nitty gritty of how to use the tools, stories, IGTV, lives, posts, highlights, hashtags, you're, it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be easier, number one, and it's going to be more effective because you've laid the foundation. It's just like building a house, right? You don't go to Home Depot and just start buying two by fours and come back and hammer pieces together every day. That would be really frustrating because you don't necessarily know what you're building, right? You just feel like, gosh, every day I'm showing up, I'm building, I'm nailing things together, I'm working really hard, but what am I building? I don't know. It's going to be hard to keep going um, and to ever really build a house, right? Um, so what you do instead is probably work with an architect um, to develop a blueprint, of what you want to build and then you go get the pieces that you need and you have a plan to follow so that you know you're on track and feel confident and showing up to build that house every day because you know you're working towards this thing. Same thing with your social media efforts. So we got a design phase and then a build phase and then inside Instabrand on that third week, you're also gonna learn how to amplify that personal brand And I'm going to be honest, you're not going to do it in a week. No, it's not a week, but you're going to understand the pieces and start to develop a plan to leverage your presence on Instagram to start landing podcast guests spots to land guest expert spots and maybe Facebook groups or people's paid groups um, and how just how to get known and collaborate and connect with peers and um, projects and new clients on and off Instagram. So that's the Amplify phase. And we'll go through all of that together um, inside Instagram. So to learn more, check that out. Again, it's www.saralenco.com forward slash waitlist. Um, okay, without further ado, are you ready to get into these Lynn manuel business tips, <laughs> business lessons? Okay, the first one that might be my favorite is just this whole idea that he took he read this Hamilton book Alexander Hamilton book on his honeymoon on a vacation and then what we see today is the results of that and I think that is so inspiring and and hopefully to you too of what's what's possible for us and how we can put our own unique spin on a message that we may feel like has already been said right that book that he read by the way i guarantee we all know isn't the only book on alexander hamilton isn't the only book about the founding fathers right um so there's lots of messages out there about this one guy same thing with probably your niche there's lots of 
that's already being said about social media marketing, online marketing, email marketing, uh, health coaching, nutrition, accounting, money mindset. I mean, fill in the blank. Literally almost every category out there could be quote unquote saturated. But we have the opportunity, just like Lynn Manuel does, did to put our unique twist on it. You know, he infused, you know, really fun and hip hop and rap um, into this message to tell this founding father story. Oh my gosh, that is brilliant, right? Brilliant. Um, but we can do the same thing. Maybe there's a fun twist that we can put on account on accounting in some way. Um, and also the other thing is maybe there's an opportunity to change up the way that you share that message like he did here and also and or change the the vehicle that it's delivered in so you know if you see the content that you're passionate about being about talking about and sharing maybe it's majority of the time it's shared through courses is there a different vehicle then that you can use to talk about that same message um but on a different in a different vehicle. Um, an example that comes to mind right off the top of my head is my friend Daniel Hill, who's been a guest on the podcast and he's been a guest expert inside the Instabrand group um, last year. Is um, He has an Alexa daily briefing show. So, you know, somebody might say, and I don't believe this is true, obviously, I'm biased because you're listening to me on this on a podcast, but some people might think, gosh, podcasts are or there's so many podcasts, it's going to be hard to ever be found. He has a show on Alexa, uh, as an Alexa daily briefing show, right? So that's another thing to think about. Are Is it just a matter of, you know, kind of doing a new platform maybe that, that isn't always, you don't see a lot in your niche for conveying the message. So putting a fresh spin on the message and then also um, creating um, a different platform, a different vehicle, not creating a different platform, but choosing maybe a unique vehicle to share that message on is number one. Number two has to do with not listening to the naysayers. And so in the beginning of Hamilton, when he first started talking about it, there were a lot of people who thought that it was not a good idea. Um, I listened to a David Diggs interview specifically where he said he thought it was a terrible idea they had asked him to read for the part and he's like I'm gonna tell you right now that's not a good idea and he's the one that played um Thomas Jefferson and uh Marquis Lafayette um or De Lafayette and um he he said it wasn't a good idea there were he and he wasn't the only one that thought this Hamilton idea was was no good right um, but he, but Lin-Manuel was so excited about it. He believed in it so much. He felt like the story needed to be shared with such conviction that he just kept pushing ahead and they didn't let a few naysayers stop him. I think we can learn so much from that because a lot of times, you know, maybe our friends and family or we'll hear, we'll get some negative feedback, but that's why it's so important to have a strong why behind what you're doing. So when you hear that kind of thing, 
it it doesn't phase you. You're not going to, maybe it hurts, maybe it stings, maybe you might question it, but you're not going to stop because you have such conviction with what you want to share, with what you want to do, that a few naysayers aren't going to stop you, just like they didn't stop him. So number two and number three is having that strong why, really understanding, and this goes for anything that you want to do. One of the biggest things, and I've shared this time and time again, you might be tired of hearing me say it, or maybe it's the first time you've heard me say it, but a lot of one of the biggest questions that I get is, you know, how can I be more consistent on social media? How can I be more consistent on Instagram? And there's no secret. There's no secret strategy. There's no secret recipe. It's just the same way that you're consistent with going to the gym, with eating healthy consistently. If you don't have a strong why, you're probably gonna fall off the wagon the first time. <laughs> the first week, right? Um, Or same thing with showing up on social media. It's going to be hard to, willpower is not going to be enough. The book Atomic Habits Habits, um, talks about this. It's like, you can't, there's not enough willpower in the world that's going to sustain habits. Like you really have to become a new person and to have a really strong why and conviction behind what you're doing what you're doing so if you feel like you're struggling with being consistent or maybe you feel like you're questioning everything that you're doing because you got a piece of negative feedback or you've had a couple people say it's not a good idea or whatever it is this might be a great time to check in with your why, to reconnect with that why, to you know build back up that confidence and that conviction so that you can keep going. So that's number three. Um, number four is, a, is almost the opposite of number two though. So there were a lot of people who said it wasn't a good idea, right? But he did it anyway because he had that strong why. However, he did test his idea. So if you guys have not seen, you probably have, but if you have not seen um, his performance from, gosh, I don't know what year it was. It was it was before Hamilton was the play. He was he tested out the first line, um, or the first song at the White House Poetry Slam, Poetry Jam, um, and it was so good. Oh, two thousand nine. Okay, so two thousand nine. Ooh, and this is going to get into an, a point coming up too. Um, in 2009, he, he shared the first Alexander Hamilton song. He, the rest of the play hadn't been written yet. He was just kind of testing it. He had, a, he had a packed room, Spike Lee, other you know important people in the industry were there. And so he decided to test out this idea and see what kind of response he got. People loved it. Got a lot of good feedback. So he kept going. What would he have kept going if people hated it, said it was terrible? Who knows, right? But I think the lesson here is that when once you have this idea, don't go out and maybe build the whole course. Don't go out and build this whole program or even write the entire book without maybe testing the first chapter or the 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 concept behind it or maybe you test a module you put out a module like maybe you host a a mini master class I mean, people still have to pay for but it's not the the whole course and then you can get feedback and make tweaks and um and and 
and still do it, right? Still do it, but have that confidence that once you've completed the entire course, you know, or the program or whatever you're putting together, you know that that's exactly what people need and what they want. And you've used maybe some of their words and your marketing message to get it, to get it, to communicate it once it's finished, to sell it. Um, so yes, yes, you know, we don't want to listen to to people, but also to the negative feedback, but also we got to be open to getting some feedback and actively um, seek out some feedback, especially when we're working on some of these big projects, because I have seen, I have seen this firsthand. Friends, people in my group and groups that I'm in, I've heard stories secondhand of people who went into the closed room spent weeks months maybe even a year or more creating this awesome course to come out of the room and sell it and it land on crickets and how much better could that experience have been if along the way you were had the door open and you were sharing what you were doing and you were saying, would you whether hear about this or that or how do you think about this, right? Getting feedback along the way. So when you're done with your course, you've, you've, you've tested it, you've gotten feedback, you've tweaked it, right? So that's number four. He, ha- he, he his, his test was a little bit higher stakes in front of the president, <laughs> In a room full of all those people, I don't think you need to do that. Um, but testing was, I thought, a really great lesson for us all to remember. Um, okay, the next one, let's see, what are we on? That was number five, I believe. Okay, the number six lesson from Lynn manuel is it took him seven years to finish Hamilton. Oh my gosh, seven years. That's so crazy when I heard that. And when I when I learned that that video was from 2009, when I, and I didn't know this. You guys are way ahead of me. You're probably like, well, again, welcome, Sarah. Um, but I didn't know that. So I thought that was um, really, really great perspective about just letting, letting, Letting things happen and also not expecting things to happen overnight. I struggle with this as much as the next person. Like I want to create something. I want to have an idea and I want to I want to work on it over the weekend and I want to put it out and I want it to be awesome like within a week or two weeks or a month or three months. And that could happen. I'm not saying that it can't. It can always happen. But I think that that's probably less likely to happen. Like that happening is is not the majority of people's experiences. Maybe we hear about those experiences more because those are the people that maybe are getting interviewed on the podcast or, um, or whatever. We hear about those stories. But there's just as many stories, if not more, if more, I'm, I'm yes, more, um, that doesn't happen, that, that, that doesn't happen to you. They've, they've failed. They've maybe had a little bit of success here and there, and then they didn't hit it until, you know, three years into it. Um, another 
person that I've had on the podcast who I just absolutely love and ginormous fangirl is Paige Cole, the stripper business coach. And she has been very open. And we talked about this a little bit on the podcast and she shares it on her own podcast regularly about how she struggled. She always knew she wanted to have her own business, some type of coaching practice. She just didn't know what it was. So she started off with an Amazon product and another Amazon product and then um, life coaching and manifest manifesting coaching for spiritual entrepreneurs and it wasn't until she nailed her niche of being a stripper business coach she came out in the open um, and became that stripper business coach that really things started to pick up significantly and it could look like she had an overnight success I think at that point she was three maybe four years in I think it was three years maybe in um and she finally kind of hit her stride, right? And we all want to hit our stride in the first three months, not the first three years. That seems forever. Um, but I just think of, you know, in this situation, gosh, seven years working on a project and trying to get it right. And yes, he had things going on in the background. It wasn't like he dedicated his life to this and that was the only thing he was working on and ah, it was taking so long. Um, so th- I'm sure there were there were reasons why it maybe took seven years, but um, I thought that was just a great lesson in, in patience. And gosh, if he had rushed it, if he had tried to make it happen within a year, what what would it have what would it have been? I don't know. But like, look how amazing. I mean, it's forever. Like it's it's I don't know in the it's a part of our culture now, and it it took a while, but there were the benefits I think way outweigh how long it took. Um, and so that's just a reminder for myself and maybe for you too, that, you know, we may be working on something and it may not be right. I know it took him a year to write my shot. He talked about that. Um, it took him a whole year to write. He just couldn't get it right. Couldn't get it right. He didn't like the way it was. Couldn't get it right. Couldn't nail it. Um, and we may be there. We may be in that (laughs) where, we're just we're trying some things it's not working out um but just to keep going keep going keep going um and it's not it's not always that overnight success um the other thing that i loved and you know i think i might have skipped a number going back here so we might actually only be on four and i'm i'll repeat these so i i had a the i had a a, um, a way that I was going to go through these and then I jumped around so I've confused myself a little bit but um, I think now we're on number five now, let's see five it doesn't matter I'm going to go back and count these for you the next one is surrounding yourself with supportive people so going back to all the naysayers um, he, there's a story about his wife just being like you know she wasn't she didn't like hype it up like oh my god you can do anything that you want to do she's like yeah like give it a try give it a try I we all need more people like that right because sometimes when it's like too hyped you're like okay I don't know that like I'm on board with like oh I can do anything in the entire world um but you're somebody who's like yeah just 
give it a try. Like, what's the worst that can happen, right? So whether that's your significant other, friends, business besties, people you meet on Instagram, making sure that you're surrounding your people, yourself with people like that, who believe in you, who might be able to see something that you can't, who just can encourage you to keep going and who can also um, relate not maybe relate, but who can support your crazy ideas. Just see what happens, right? Let's see, just see what happens. Give it a try. Okay, so the next one, number seven, that was number six. Number seven is really interesting. I learned this in a a podcast interview I heard, and it was um, he got asked to be in a Marvel movie. Now, he didn't give the details of, like, what character he was going to be in, um, but after Hamilton, he got a call to be in a Marvel movie. Oh, my gosh. That is huge. That is crazy huge. He could be on the big screen, right? Um, But you know what? Obviously, we know this now. He said no. He said no. And he said, you know, after Hamilton... He wanted to spend time with his family, you know, um, his kids, his wife. He said, as <laughs> joked about, if he wanted to stay married, that wasn't going to be an option. Um, and I thought that that was so good, such a good reminder, too, that it's not always about more. It's not always about just success. Like, we are more than just our businesses there's all different pieces to us multi we're multi-dimensional people right have different interests and there's people outside of just the work that we do and while this is important it's not everything and this is why this is why I love him so much and you know that I love Elon too you know that Elon I just I I just all that he does, he's just a genius. But I will say, I would never want to trade places with him. Like, I would never want to, this is me personally. This is just me personally, where I am right now. There's no amount of success that would be worth, like, working all the time and having no time to relax and having, like, very little time to be with my family. And I don't know him personally. I just know Obviously, I don't know him personally. I just know what I've read about working 100 hours a week and expecting employees to work <laughs> overtime, right? But I loved I loved what Lin-Manuel did here. And he said no to like a really big opportunity um, because at that point, maybe some other things were, were became the priority. Maybe his family became... And that, that type of stuff ebbs and flows. Like I'm sure, you know, during the... Pro- producing and you know being in Hamilton being the lead character like that was probably a priority um and maybe his the family time I'm sure fell to the back um and things like that ebb and flow but I loved that he just was able to say you know that that happened that time happened it might come around again but like right now my priority is my like having time downtime with my family and so you know that doesn't really align with that goal right now so I'm gonna say no right ah um I I love that and I think that we could all kind of just take something from that and not feel like we constantly have to be like saying yes to every opportunity that could be something like does it does it align 
with not just your business goals, but your whole life goals. And if not, then it's okay to say no. Okay, here we go. Last, last one. Um, and this was, this is like a very tangible, practical one out of, this is the most tangible, practical one of them all. And it is this. So I just found out this, um, this morning, actually, before I got on here to record this and I didn't know this, but he wrote a book. He wrote a book called good morning, good night. And the book is from, is like a, he compiled six years of Twitter, (laughs) of his tweets um and he worked with an illustrator and he had gotten into this habit he said he kind of had a a, an addiction to twitter so in order to kind of like check in and check out to twitter he um he would sign off each night he would sign in quote unquote sign in in the morning with like a good morning tweet and then when he knew that he wasn't gonna check it for the rest of the day, even if he was going to go off to dinner or spend time with family and not go to bed, he would, he would sign off and say good night. So he created this book of these good night or good morning, good night tweets. And it is the coolest book. It's in my Amazon shopping cart right now. Um, I think it's like 10 bucks and like the reviews are, he got like five five-star reviews on this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they were though. The point is, is that he just, he didn't write a new book. He just repurposed tweets from six years. And you know, if you're thinking about writing a book, oh my gosh, what an awesome idea of pulling from some of your blogs and your Instagram posts, which a lot of people use as almost like mini blogs, right? So you could absolutely do that um, just like he did. Or and another way of looking at this is just how can you how can you do more repurposing? How can you take something that you've shared on Instagram and turn it into an email or be an outline for your Facebook Live video? Or, you know, maybe even they become um, an outline for your for your course or your coaching program, right? And maybe maybe it's literally something that you've shared in an Instagram post becomes like module two. <laughs> and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can, you can just simply repurpose things that you've already put out. And the longer that you do this, I mean, his book was made up, he pulled things from over six years. Um, I think you could probably do it with, you know, pull things from six months or even a year. Um, I just, I just sent a voice memo to my friend Ashley Mondor, who shares like a channeled message um, regularly on her Instagram feed, and I was thinking, oh my God, what an awesome book that would be, right? He said that yes, people already had the tweets, but it's fun to kind of hold hold a book in your hand. And so I don't know that, I mean, that's like a very, it could be a very practical tip for your next book idea, or it could just be a reminder, um, to repurpose, to not feel like you have to reinvent the wheel every, every time. So let's go through those real quick one last time. So, So number one is putting a fresh take on 
overused messages that you hear about or in quote unquote saturated markets, how might you be able to say something differently in a unique way and how might you be able to switch up the vehicle for which you deliver that message? Number two was remembering that there's always going to be those naysayers and just to keep going. Don't let them stop you. Don't listen to them and having a strong why, which is number three, having that conviction behind the work that you do why you want to create that course, why you want to put out that program, why you want to help these people um, can help you show up and keep going. Number four is a reminder to test your, your course, your product, your idea. So yes, yes, you don't want to listen to the naysayers, but also you want to listen to feedback to make sure that you put out the best product that you can for the people that you're most excited and wanting to help. Number five is making sure you're surrounding your yourself with those supportive people who support your crazy dreams who say yeah just give it a try right um number six is remembering that it took lynn manuel seven years to finish hamilton and that we are not we are normal if we don't have an overnight success if it takes us a while to figure something out. Number seven is just how he said no to the Marvel movie. Big, big deal. But at that time, it didn't align with what his priorities and his goals were at that moment. And so just getting clear on your priorities. And again, they will change just like they probably have changed and ebbed and flowed for him. Um, so checking in what those priorities are and um, and aligning your actions with those. And then last but not least was a reminder to repurpose all the awesome content that you have already put out there, whether it's in your own book like him or just helping you come up with content for social media easier or for your email list easier. Um, but leveraging the power of repurposing. So um, there you have it. That was a really fun one for me. I hope you got something out of that and had a little fun with that one as well. If you're also nerding out on Hamilton, you'll have to let me know. Connect with me on Instagram at sarahlynn.co and let me know what your favorite song is. Right now, I have Wait For It on repeat. Um sung by Aaron Burr. I love it. I love it so much. I love all of the songs so much. So just ask me tomorrow and I'll probably have a different favorite, but that's what I'm loving today. And then as a reminder, I am equally as excited as I am to talk about Lin-Manuel and Hamilton today. I am equally as excited about round two, season two of Instabrand coming to you in a few short weeks at the end of July. So if you want to find out more about um, the 21-day transformation program and what all you can expect from it when we're going to get started and the free training um, from feeling like a newbie to feeling known, to getting known on Instagram, um, to get all those details, to stay in the loop, make sure you're on the wait list and connected on Instagram. And again, that is www.sarahlynnco.com forward slash waitlist. And with that, have the best weekend or whenever you're listening to this, the best day ever. And uh, I will see you back here next week.